0: everybody brian bledsoe back with you here on the desert farmer podcast great to be with you late this sunday afternoon here it is february 4th hard to believe that we're already uh in early february and i'll tell you what the thing that made it even harder to believe that we were only in early february is this storm that just came through uh colorado wyoming northern new mexico kansas nebraska texas oklahoma that particular storm was much more akin to something that we would see in march around here You might be asking yourself, well, why is that? Well, first of all, that storm really didn't have any significant cold air with it. It was all Pacific air that came in, and that basically uh, allowed for a significant amount of rain to occur with this storm. We've had significant amounts of rain up on I-70 uh, east of Lyman out toward Burlington, moving into western Kansas, pretty much right along an adjacent to I-70. You know, we saw rainfall amounts anywhere from a half inch up to almost two inches. Uh, really from east-central Colorado all the way across north-central portions of Kansas. And then we had a little bit of that continuing to southeast Kansas uh, as well. Folks in southern Nebraska also saw some beneficial moisture out of this deal in the form of rain. But back in Colorado, once you got west of Lyman and went back up toward Denver, Castle Rock, Colorado Springs, and then southward along the wet and the Sangre de Cristo Mountains, we had some significant snow Uh, in those areas on the order of anywhere from eight inches up to over two feet uh, in places. Uh, Here in Castle Rock, I picked up a foot of snow and it was just absolute wet concrete out there. It was so heavy and so moisture laden. And I'll tell you what, this region that continues to cure itself from the periods of drought that we've had off and on over the past several years to get that type of snow or that type of rain in the month of February is tremendous february is typically one of the drier months uh and it didn't take much to shatter some all-time uh precipitation records uh back in colorado in fact i think boulder colorado back uh yesterday had its wettest february day on record that's the type of significant moisture that we were talking about with this storm. So some really good stuff. I know other areas didn't get as much. The southeast corner of Colorado the southwest Kansas, not much came for you out of this deal. Northeast New Mexico and into parts of the Panhandle region of Texas and Oklahoma, you got something out of this, but certainly not what your neighbors off to the north uh, received from this storm. So again, it was just really about the track that it came through that limited that for you guys and really uh, benefited folks uh, farther north. So good news. We always like to see folks really anywhere in the region get this type of water. Uh, any time of year because it helps beat back the regional drought growth, which we always know is coming back at some point. It just continues to delay that. And some of those areas in north central Kansas and south central Nebraska uh, out of this, especially up around, say, Hayes and Plainville, uh, northward up toward uh, Lexington, Holdridge, and obviously uh, even as far east as Grand Island, those areas were some of the more dry regions in the region that we had seen, especially those drought-stricken areas of north-central Kansas, which largely missed out on a a lot of rain during the course of the summer uh, and the fall. So a real beneficial blast of moisture uh, to the entire region. So uh, what's kind of on the docket over the next, say, uh, couple of weeks and even looking out toward the next month or so is really kind of a mirror of what we've seen uh, take place over the past uh, you know, several weeks where we get a nice little period of active weather, which we will continue to see really over the next week or so. And then we'll kind of give it a little bit of a break and then we'll kind of regurgitate the pattern as we head toward March. So, a couple of things to take note of our friends up in Montana have not been seeing significant moisture really out of any of these storms that have moved through. They've obviously just been too far south, and that's really a hallmark of an El Nino pattern where the southern branch of the jet stream really ramps up across the southern half of the country, and then it largely leaves the northern part of the country out. Well, Montana's been one of those areas that has been struggling, and I actually do see some signs of life. Uh, for you folks uh, in those northern areas to actually pick up uh, some better moisture uh, going forward really over about the next say 10 days or so uh, folks across parts of Montana and into the western Dakotas are likely going to see some of the better moisture that they've seen in a while and obviously in the form of snow there is another storm that is coming through that is also farther south that will uh, likely move through in about, say, six to seven days, it's going to eject out of the southwest part of the country. And it's really uh, uncertain to who that's going to impact. I've seen some computer models drag a swath of snow across the southern panhandle of Texas through Oklahoma, Missouri, on up into parts of the Corn Belt. I've seen other models drag that same band of snow farther north across portions of eastern Colorado and uh, all the way across uh, central Kansas with that. So we got a little bit of work to do this week to see exactly how that's going to play out. But the, the good thing that I continue to see is just the weather pattern continues to be active. This next round that comes through, it will have more cold air with it. It will be more of a wintry type system than what this last one was, uh, which is obviously typical for February. It is February after all, so we should still see a little bit of winter. So the fact of the matter that the pattern is remaining active Active as we see storms, which are clobbering California right now, uh, continue to come in from the west and benefit us across the west and southern uh, high plains is, is really a blessing uh, to what we're seeing going forward. So just a little bit of a, an update on that for you that uh, our active weather pattern isn't shutting down uh, just yet. We still have a little ways to go with that. Speaking of which, uh, and I talked a lot about this at the Desert Farmer Meetup last week uh, to give you guys a little bit of a Cliff's Notes version about what we talked about uh, with the El Nino situation. Now, uh, the El Nino peaked uh, about a month ago, and it has been kind of in steady state right now, and then continuing to weaken a little bit, folks. That warm water that's out there along the equator in the Pacific Ocean is not going to go away quickly. Okay, it will continue to decay progressively, but it's not just going to disappear overnight. And I'll tell you why that's such an important thing, because the more we keep that warm water out there, at least warmer than average type water out there, uh, it, it helps to benefit us with this type of active weather pattern across the southern tier of the United States. So it really continues to keep us going forward with our moisture production and the curing of the drought that we've been dealing with. And uh, it doesn't have to necessarily meet El Nino status. Okay, we we can still have warmer than average sea surface temperatures out there with not technically meeting El Nino conditions that can continue to benefit us. The problem is when that warmer than average water goes away and it will as we progress through 2024, as we revert back to a La Nina later this year, that's when I start to worry about this. And and the reason that I worry about it is because we've been in El Nino conditions really for the past several months, okay? But this whole year, we have seen nothing but negative or cold values of the Pacific Decadal Oscillation, okay? And this recent uh, January reading that came in, I just looked at it a few minutes ago, uh, is at a negative 1.54, all right? So basically, since we've had El Nino conditions since back in the spring, okay, in April, it was a negative three. May, negative two point, uh, uh, negative two point 2.4. In June, negative 2.5. Same thing in July, same thing in August. In September, it went to a negative three. And then we've slowly moderated things through October to a negative 2.2. 2. Uh, November negative 1.8, negative 1.7 in December, and negative 1.5 in January. And you might say, well, how? why are these numbers significant to us? Well, historically speaking, and you've heard me say this before, that whenever we've had an El Nino, especially one of any strength, the PDO has moderated considerably, even some in some cases briefly going positive before it would revert back to neutral and negative conditions. We have not seen this. So here we are pretty much on the last leg of this El Nino. And by leg, I mean, we've got El Nino conditions going for at least the next month or so. Uh, but uh, at the best we could do was at a negative 1.54. That is still a very negative or cold value for the PDO. And when the PDO is in that state, it makes it so much easier for La Nina to come back after the El Nino departs. So with these negative or cold PDO values, I would expect uh, La Nina to come back not just uh, slowly later this year, but after this El Nino gets out, I think the El Nino really starts to or the La Nina really starts to take shape and develop firmly uh during the back half of uh 2024. And some computer models show that uh happening earlier, maybe as early as May. The thing that I am uh, really encouraged by is that we have so much beneficial moisture right now either on the ground or in the ground across the region that we're going to be able to likely delay some of the drying effects that will inevitably take place with La Nina. So could we possibly see good moisture through May and June? Absolutely. Okay. Could it shut off in May and June? It's possible. I just don't see the likelihood being that high. Yet, okay, I'm not ready to go there just yet. And the reason I say that is because when you look back through history and you look at the the transition from some moderate to strong El Nino events that eventually go away and we revert back to La Nina, the springs, uh, the 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 springs of those years, okay, from March through May are usually fairly wet. And you say, well, what region specifically? And I would say from southeast Wyoming. Nebraska, eastern Colorado, Kansas, right down into Oklahoma and Texas, even in eastern New Mexico, those areas are typically uh, wetter than average during this El Nino to La Nina transition. We usually see enhanced levels of severe thunderstorms during that time. And by severe thunderstorms, I mean storms that are big enough to produce a lot of damaging wind a lot of big hail, some tornadoes. I do expect some active uh, an active severe weather season this year during the course of March through May in the Great Plains for the reasons that I have just mentioned. So, uh, you know, I, I, I know La Nina is coming and I know I've said this to you for a while now, but I don't want to be all doom and gloom about it just yet because we have a little ways to go here during this transition where we can see some really beneficial moisture uh, and, and make it work for us. Now, the timing on this is critical, okay? So when do we shut off that moisture this summer? That's something that I'm continuing to work on. And fortunately, I've got another round of seasonal models that are coming in. Uh, the, uh, the Euro seasonal model comes in tomorrow. Uh, which I'm uh, interested in looking at. And then a little bit later this week, uh, on the 7th, the NMME model comes in that will take us through the summer and even into early fall and kind of give us at least maybe a little better idea of what the pattern is going to do. On the front side of that pattern, though, I'm highly encouraged by the moisture that we have not only seen lately, but also the the pattern that looks uh, to continue to be active going forward. And we'll continue to bless the region with with more frequent uh, periods of, of storms that'll come through and actually do some good and produce some moisture. So uh, I know when we were at the Desert Farmer Meetup last week, some folks were just you know completely uh, you know downtrodden with this transition that's coming through. And I'm like, just let's pump the brakes here a little bit, folks. Let's let's enjoy what we've got working for us right now. We will worry about what isn't going to work for us later. Let's eat what's in front of us right now. And you've heard me say this before, let the game come to us a little bit. We're going to manage the moisture that we have. We're going to manage it very judiciously because that's exactly what we do in the desert farmer region. And we're going to make this work for us because that's what we do all right? So if you're looking long game, yes, we will have some issues to address. But if you're really focused on the short game, we've got some things working for us uh, that I actually like. So I don't want to take up too much more of your time uh, here on a Sunday. I hope you are well. I hope you got some good moisture out of this. We've got a little bit of uh, some warmer weather headed our way during the course of this week. Not as warm as last week, but better uh, than when this storm came through. And, uh, we're going to steam right through February, folks. And before you know it, we're going to be rolling into March. You can already feel those days getting longer. And as I was looking outside today, sitting down on the uh, the front step, uh, looking at this wet snow melt, every day we go further in time, boy, it, you can just feel the days getting gradually longer in those days, uh, you know kind of putting that real frigid cold stuff behind us. So uh, good stuff on the way. I hope you guys have a good night. Have yourself a great week. I may not talk to you again until next weekend. I've got some things going on this week, but uh, um, in the meantime, be well, take care.